Frontier Missions Journal. Stories of hope for the unreached with Adventist Frontier Missions. My name is Isita Bintu Cooker. I work in West Africa, Sierra Leone, in the Kono Project. This is a new project and we just started. It's like two years old. But before that, we served in the Susu Project. As a lay worker, first working with the Coolmans, we served for like 10 years. And after we became career missionaries, we served for 11 years. So now we've been transitioned, we have transitioned to a new project, which is in Sierra Leone, Kono, and it's found in West Africa. The title of my story is Forgiveness. When we came to Guinea, I had a neighbor. She was very, very kind. She was a very kind lady. The first time I met her, when we were moving our things into the house when we came, because the house that we got was a little bit open without any gate. So she was very excited because she was like, oh, I can come and visit you guys at any time. I said, okay, no problem. But she helped us move and she had a son who is like 20 years old. And most of the time, whenever we're desperately in need of something because we... The area where we are, we don't know the area that much. And even going to the market was a little bit difficult for us. She would always call her son and her daughter to come and help us with things, you know. And at some point, the boy would come to even help us to London. Because by then, the, the girls, our daughters were in Freetown, Sierra Leone. We left them there because we wanted to be able, we want to come over first and settle everything. Then we can bring them over to Kono. But there was a moment wherein my neighbor had one of her friends. She said she, both of them, anytime they want to come, she'll pull one of her friends and they will come over to my place. We'll sit outside on the porch and just talk, you know, just have time together. Which, which I, I found out that was really nice because it's not everybody that will leave their busy schedule to come over to your house to just sit down and talk, you know, to just have time together. It was really nice. I really appreciated that really much because most people will not do that. There was a time the little boy, her son, wanted something from us. I think he was very hungry. So I came over. There wasn't that much food that day. I decided to prepare food so that they themselves can have food to eat. There was one moment she decided that she wants to come over to our place because she needs to do something because by then they were suffering for water and the well is a little bit far away from them and we already dug our own well. We had a place, we already had a tank wherein we pumped the water up in the tank and there is a tap that we can fetch our own water from so we don't have to go and pull the water from the well so it was a little bit difficult for them all the time to go down and the community is big and the well the water that comes in the well is insufficient to supply all the community so we will allow them to come to our compound to fetch water 
so that they can have enough water. And especially our water was really clean because we purify our, our water with, with some of the chemicals. So they love coming to our compound to fetch water. But there was a time, it was on Saturday, we went to church. And this is a family that we always help out. Because what, there was a time they came over to me and they explained their problem. They said they don't have food to eat. Things are difficult. She couldn't pay school fee for her children. A lot of stories. So we actually helped her pay the school fee, bought a sacrifice for them, gave her some money so that she'll be able to have sauce. All the time, the daughter and the son will come over to the house. If, they, if I am done cooking and they want to eat, I will just dish food for them. So it was kind of like constant back and forth coming in and out. So we were fine with that because our mission there is to reach people. And when we see people that are desperately in need, we always try to come forth and help them out. But there was a time when we went to church. When we went to church, it was a very beautiful sunny day, even though it was very hot. So when we came from church, most of, most of the time we don't want to take in our clothes because this is African costume. It's hard for us to actually wash them. So we dry them, we set them in the sun and they dry and we fold them and put them back inside. So my husband hang one of his clothes outside. After church, the one that he had on to go to church. After, after hanging the clothes, in the evening we, we went for a walk. The whole family went for a walk. When we came, I, could, I saw only my husband's, uh, I saw my clothes and the children's clothing outside. I didn't see my husband's clothes. And I, I literally hang it right beside mine. I didn't know what happened. So I was like, what is wrong? We thought maybe the dogs took the clothes and they must have hid it somewhere, hidden it somewhere. And I was like, the dogs are closed. How can the dogs open the door and come and get a clothes out from the line and go back inside? That was really, I said, no, the dogs did not get that clothes. We waited, waited, waited till like it's nine in the evening we did not see the clothes. I said, you know what? Something is going on that I do not understand. But I'm just going to hold on. That evening, we prayed. We had family worship. We sang a lot of songs and we went to bed. Early in the morning, around 6.30, the first people to come into our courtyard was my neighbor, whom I consider to be our friend. She was the first person and... We saw my husband's clothes hanging on the line. This does not sound real. I did not see the clothes. We checked everywhere in the courtyard. We did not see it. Why is it that this family is in my courtyard and at the same time my clothes is hanging on the my husband's clothes is hanging on the line? What is wrong? What have they what must they have done with her with his clothing? I said, you know what? We're not gonna take it, we're not gonna use it. I just wrapped everything because I don't know. In Connor, they do a lot of spiritual acts. And sometimes they would take your clothes and they would go to this karamoko or fetish people. They do some acts either to make your mind turn to them so that anything they ask you, you will not say no to them. So they have so many things that they can do. So since we were not sure what was done with the clothes, we just wrap everything and dump it in the trash. And... After then, my husband was like, something is wrong. Why is it that this, this family came so early in the courtyard and we finally saw my clothes hanging? I said, don't worry about it. Since I dump it in the trash, 
whatever they've done with it, you're not going to wear it. Let's just leave them as it is. So there was a time we just still continued talking to them. We didn't have any ill feeling, no resentment, no nothing. We just continued because we don't know who did it. So we just let everything slip by like that. There was a time there was a problem in the family. The, the, the girl was really, really sick. And she came over to me very early in the morning. She said she's sick. She wants some medication. I gave her some medication. But before that, I prepared some food and gave her to eat before she could take the medication. It came to a point she will always come to the house, which I didn't have problem with, but she has some words that she kept telling my daughter that I didn't like. I was like, why do you keep telling my daughter stuff like this? I said, that is not nice. She will use some languages like you are as thin as somebody that has tuberculosis, you know? She would say all sort of negative words and that was really affecting my daughter. And one day she came over to me, she said, Mom, I don't think if I want to be friend with this girl anymore. I said, why? I said, you know the work we are doing here. Can you just forgive and let's go? She said, Mom, it's affecting me emotionally and mentally and even physically it's affecting me now. I have held on to it for quite a long time. I never said anything to you because... I thought I was going to be able to handle it, but I don't think if I can handle it anymore. And looking at my daughter's feeling and explaining to me what is going on, I was like, is there a way we can talk to her so that she can stop saying those negative words? She said, mom, I have done everything. I told her, I said, I did not like what you're telling me. I don't like those words. They're affecting me, but yet still she kept on doing it. So I have no option now but to break my relationship with her. I said, okay, but it would be nice that I myself as a mom could talk to her so that she can understand. So I called her in. I said, I need to talk to you. She came in to our courtyard and I talked to her. She was like, ah, it was just fun. I said, no. When somebody said, this attitude is hurting my feelings, you should be respectful. You should not keep doing it. I said, so because of that, she said she c cannot continue relationship with you because she has had enough of it. It didn't go down well with her. And she went all around the neighborhood saying all kinds of negative things about my daughter. And we didn't even get to know about it until when they left the place because she had a serious problem with the, the house she was renting. She had a serious problem with the landlord. And it was really bad, really, really bad, wherein she almost killed the landlord's daughter. I was like, this is really, really bad. So when they left, I started visiting some other neighbors. That's when the neighbors started telling me all what they were saying against me and my daughter spreading false rumor that my daughter has HIV, my daughter has tuberculosis, that is why she's so thin, she's decent. I was like, I just burst into tears. The devil has so many ways to attack you. He does it in a very, very cunning way that just to put you in a funny position wherein you will just decide to quit. Because if it cannot hurt you, it will hurt your child. 
once your child is hurt, you the mother, you're go- definitely going to be hurt. But I took some time and I had a conversation with my daughter. I said, I know it's very, very difficult. It's not easy. It's very challenging. But I, I want you to think about it and forgive the lady and her daughter. It took me some time because I was really hurting because of the words that she said against my daughter. And I know it was not true. But I finally decided that no matter what it is, no matter what it takes, we, I am going to forgive her and just let everything go because God is in control for every situation. So we decided, I told my daughter, she decided to forgive and just let go. It was the same thing with me. We put this, we all decided to let go and allow God to heal both of us. It is not easy. In the field, there are lots of challenges we face. A lot of challenges. But one thing I know is Jesus Christ said, I will never leave you, neither will I forsake you. And one thing I know is when I let go and forgive, I I end up having peace of mind. And even it was the same thing with my daughter. We both ended up having peace of mind because we were able to let go and free other people by forgiving them. Forgiveness is very important because it heals your soul. It helps you and it puts your mind to rest because you know that your mind and your conscience is clear. No matter what it is, no matter how hurt you are, I know sometimes we may say, oh, she does not understand. It's very difficult. But just remember that the manner in which you forgive, you will be forgiven. If you forgive little, God will forgive you little because he said in his word, forgive our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. Thank you for listening to Frontier Missions Journal. God bless.